Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from our slightly different perspective. You know, as a person who plies his trade, so to speak, curating, loving, and marketing natural materials for aquariums, I receive a lot of questions from our customers and from the community. And the most common questions I receive are, as you might imagine, the most straightforward and simple ones. Perhaps the most common type of question I get goes something like this. Hey, Scott, I'm creating an Amazonian-themed aquarium. What botanicals should I use? Now, sure, on the surface, this seems like a pretty basic question, but where it gets a little bit muddy is when you deep dive into which materials make the most sense to use in this type of scape. And the reason is that there's really never been any sort of comprehensive guide as to what specific natural materials are appropriate for various fish species found in various regions of the world. Of course, we have to consider what appropriate really means in this context, right? Now to start off, I'll tell you that many of the natural materials that we offer are okay to use in aquariums for a wide variety of fishes. The real qualifier, of course, is that most of the stuff we offer, botanicals and leaves in particular, is geared towards fishes which come from aquatic habitats other than super specialized environments like the African rift lakes, which are hard alkaline rock, uh, rock-strewn, sand-dominated environments. So yeah, it's easy to establish that we're more geared towards earthy, jungle, stream, rainforest type habitats. Of course, we're always evolving and stay tuned for what comes next. Little little hint there. Anyway, habitats in which materials from trees and other vegetation, such as leaves, twigs, and seed pods are the most prevalent. That's our wheelhouse as the expression goes. Now, if you visited our website, I mean, you, you must have. If you read our blog and uh, if you heard about the podcast, you probably have. So I don't think I'm making much of a stretch, but if you visit our website, you'll see that we've broken down our classifications of natural materials into categories such as leaves, seed pods, stems, and bark, and substrate additives. If you read our descriptions more carefully, and I hope you do, you'll notice that we try to provide not only the scientific name of the botanical in question, but the geographic origin if known. And this is somewhat important for those of you who require the most geographic accuracy possible. That being said, Nothing is perfect. Nothing is 100% infallible. Most of our items, however, fall into the category that we've referred to, rather unprofessionally, I admit, as generic tropical, stuff that represents the materials you might find in tropical aquatic ecosystems around the world. Now, represents, that's a key word here. In other words, the cool-looking Cariniana pod from the Cariniana legalis tree of South America would be perfectly at home in an Amazonian-themed aquarium. It would also be perfectly acceptable in a Southeast Asian or African-themed tank as it resembles some of the botanical materials that are found in the aquatic habitats of these regions. Generic tropical. Yeah, this concept may make a few hardcore biotope enthusiasts cringe. I get it. It's not 100% accurate and perfect. However, conversely, I've seen dozens and dozens of biotope aquariums in these big competitions representing very specific Asian or South American habitats with substrates covered in beech or oak leaf litter from Europe or North America, and no one, no judges, no contestants, nobody ever seems to bat an eyelash or make a comment about that. So I'm just saying, in my humble opinion, we shouldn't get too bent out of shape about this, right? I mean, if you really, really want to split hairs about this stuff, it's important to think about it in this context. Do the specific compounds and levels of tannins, humic substances, and other substances found in, say, Texas live oak leaves from temperate North America vary significantly from those found in jackfruit leaves from tropical India? 
do the specific comp, you know, concentrations of these compounds and their known benefits make such a difference when submerged in water as to impact the behaviors and health of our fishes from you know, tropical regions any differently than others? We just don't know, right? I mean, how can we say other than knowing that tannins and humic substances, which have, you know, they have clearly understood health benefits for fishes, it's difficult to make any other conclusions. Without rigorous laboratory analysis and comparisons between materials, we simply have to rely on the idea of generic tropical, in my opinion. And it's also important to consider how botanical materials arrive in aquatic environments in these tropical regions and in elsewhere, uh, regions elsewhere. The reality is that most of the materials which accumulate on the substrate or elsewhere in the aquatic habitats we try to recreate either were there to begin with, as in the case of those flooded agapo forests of South America, or they fell into the water from overhanging vegetation, vegetation, what's vegetation? I'm not sure, but vegetation, or they were swept up by flooding, wind, and other natural events. There's not some set model for how these materials arrive in aquatic habitats, and to be objective, I have to proffer that many of the materials that we offer for this purposes are from trees and shrubs often not found directly even in the path of water. Maybe they're from areas nearby or simply in the region. Some are from mountainous areas or plains which likely don't have significant bodies of water in the immediate vicinity where they're found. Again, they're selected for inclusion in our offerings because they have an appearance or characteristics which represent those of materials that we've seen in various aquatic habitats. Generic tropical again. And of course, if you really want to split hairs, you could likely be more accurate if you say generic botanical, because several of the botanical materials which we offer are from temperate regions of the world, too. They just look tropical, whatever that means, right? It all goes back to a level of authenticity or specificity that you're trying to achieve in your aquarium. And some tropical-derived materials from one part of the world are perfectly suitable for, and I'd argue indistinguishable from, materials found in other regions of the world. Yet they work perfectly well in aquariums that are used to represent them. Hobbyists have been playing with this idea for generations, right? We can use all sorts of stuff to do the job. On a case in point, here we go. The melastoma root from Borneo that we've been using to represent the root tangles in which Tucanicthes tucano from Brazil are found. Wait a second, did I just use Borneo and Brazil in the same sentence? Yeah, I did. This material is from a totally different part of the world, yet I challenge everyone but the most diligent botanist to distinguish the difference between this stuff and the roots of any old plant found in the Tucano's natural range. Generic tropical once again. And another important thing to remember is that many of the nations from which our tropical fishes hail prohibit or severely limit the export of botanical materials for non-food purposes. Forests are protected, and rightly so, or biological quarantines are imposed on even fallen dried stuff. There's lots and lots of reasons why we cannot obtain the exact leaf or whatever from, say, the jungles of Brazil, for example. Nor should we be able to. So, yeah, we need to utilize materials which do the best job of representing the ones found in the areas that we're so inspired by. Materials that can be sourced on a more sustainable basis, often from plantations or collected naturally fallen, from areas in which the removal of these materials does not damage critical habitats. Sourcing is challenging and important in this game, and we take it pretty seriously. So in summary, when you ask what are the best botanicals for whatever, the most accurate answer is likely whatever you like. So yeah, even you ultimate hardcore biotope and aquarium enthusiast, I think you just need to relax a bit. Now I realize I'm going to get myself thrashed here, but what else is new? You need to relax a bit and enjoy what you're doing, representing unique wild aquatic habitats, and focus on the bigger picture. That being 
helping to inspire, educate, and engage hobbyists and non-hobbyists alike. You know, calling attention to the threats and the challenges that many of these habitats face. Perhaps even inspiring others to find out more about them. That's a win for the habitats, for the fishes, and for the planet. That is the power of generic tropical. Don't stress over it. Enjoy it. Incorporate the function and aesthetics from materials which represent those found in our favorite tropical aquatic habitats. Learn about the habitat and how the materials accumulate in the water and how they influence and benefit the fishes that live in them. It's, it's a fascinating pursuit in and of itself. I hope you enjoy it. Stay curious. Stay motivated. Stay inspired. Stay excited. Stay creative. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott from Tenon Aquatics. Thanks very much for spending part of your day with me. Uh, if you have any suggestions, questions, comments, I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.